0: Hello and welcome to the Breeding Bloodstock and Banter podcast with the captain, the one, the only Go Moldcaster. Hi, I'm Gareth Hall. We're recording this podcast at 8.34 New Zealand time on a Tuesday morning ahead of day number three of the Caracas sales here in New Zealand for New Zealand Bloodstock. Captain, hello to
1: you. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. Uh, two days down, one day to go in the main sale, and then we've got book two to look forward to Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week.
0: You've been busy once again. I'll tell you what, Captain, 10 purchases. Um, the highlight there, lot 144, the Santono Aladdin Philly, um, for close to a million dollars. You purchased that Philly for 900000
1: yeah, we're very happy to have got her. She's a full sister to the very good horse, Japanese Emperor, so yes. um, happy to have got her. I had to stretch a little bit, but good filly.
0: Um, and you've made sure that you've purchased some nice horses, haven't you? Like that justify filly for 550000 lot sixty two, dollars um, a wooden basset for $500,000. And I tell you what, for your great mate Nev Morgan, you bought a Farnan. For four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, bought the Farland and the Wooden Bassett. For yes. Neville, and he also bought an Ocean Park for ninety. So he just uh, s- sorted the average out a little bit there. Yeah,
0: he said I only I only want horses worth about two hundred thousand, Captain.
1: Yeah, but sometimes people change. <laughs>
0: yes. So you've been probably um, the your wallet speaks how you think of the the the, the sale this year, but. Um, Were you surprised with how many horses that you purchased?
1: No, no, we we had a good number vetted, and we've got still a few to go today.
0: So why, um, it seems that you've had more of an impact this year than you did last year?
1: Um, We have a number of clients that like to buy New Zealand horses, and uh, we're happy enough that some of them are on the grounds this week, and we've done pretty well.
0: Is that because of the success that you've had, do you think, buying from this sale?
1: Uh, I think probably these are, you know, these are not going to run in the first two-year-old race but some of them will run as later two-year-olds and uh, yeah. we like the fact that they keep developing and keep furnishing and we'll leave them here for a few months and uh, they should be pretty good three-year-olds. Do
0: you think that the increase in prize money here the slot race that has come on board has helped the sale this year especially maybe I know you do your clients race all of their horses mainly in Australia but do you think that that has helped that helped you a little bit to, to bite these sales?
1: Yeah, well, it's not actually very far for us to come. It's probably a shorter no. trip than it is to Melbourne. You know, they go, go to Melbourne on a truck from Sydney. Yeah. Uh, they can probably be door-to-door in about seven or eight hours from Sydney to Auckland.
0: Yeah, and you've you purchased horses that are spreaders, that'll get over a middle distance and some stays here.
1: Yeah, you like to have a good cross-section of the animals because the money's going to be um, spread around different races for different people. So. Yeah.
0: Um, What about the overall sale? Um, The full to prowess, the filly out of Donna Marie, this was a great story. Donna Marie was purchased for um, $20,000 by Hallmark and now they've been able to um, produce, of course, prowess, but now the the full sister selling for $1.6 million. Um, And I tell you what, Guy, you were close.
1: Yeah, close, but not close enough. No. But Moody, you know, he knows a pretty good horse when he sees one. He's had, he's trained enough for them.
0: Yeah. So how? I want to get inside your brain here, and um, it's quite scary me doing that. But how close? Like, what was the budget? What did you want to
1: go to? Well, it was at one point six.
0: No, it was close to one point five, one point four.
1: Nah, we, you know, like it's up to the clients if they if they're happy to spend, I'm happy to bid. You know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, have you ever gone to a situation where you just said to the client, I've got to get this, I don't care what your budget is? No, because, like,
1: it's, it's actually got to be their idea. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. So, what did you love about this feeling?
1: Um, I just loved their athleticism and, you know, she paraded very well every day and she had had the shape and the make of a good horse and, and she has a residual value as well.
0: Yeah. Um. David Ellis has been busy once again. Tiako Racing have spent up. So um, he's had a big couple of um, sales at the Magic Millions and also here in New Zealand. Um, book 2's interesting. I saw your apprentice, Leith Innes, was doing a lot of work on the grounds, doing um, his inspections of Book 2 guy. Do you think you can find a gem there?
1: Well, we'll see when I go and look at them yeah. afterwards.
0: So yeah. So what's the process there with the apprentice? You just um, send him out and make sure he gets all the, does all the hard work, and then you come over the top and say, okay, then we'll see how you're going?
1: Uh, no, we just basically got a brief of what sort of stallions we we're looking for in the second sale, and he goes through and gets them out, and if he, if he thinks they make the list, then we go back later and look at them.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, what about uh, the Classic sales just around the corner as yeah, well? Yeah,
1: get there Monday afternoon and into it. Jeez, it never stops, does it? No, not this time of year, no. it doesn't, no.
0: So when you compare the Classic and the Premier sale there at England, how would you compare those two
1: sales? Probably pretty similar.
0: Yeah. And then Easter, so have you found a, have you found a good horse at Classic before?
1: Yeah, we um, we were under better on a pretty good filly by Dundee a couple of years ago. She's had uh, two starts for two wins and looks a serious horse.
0: Yeah. And so you can find them the classic and definitely, and, and yeah. definitely a premium. Yeah. Um, what about the weekend? Did you enjoy the weekend of racing in yeah, New Zealand? Yeah, week, the weekend
1: it, was really good. Um, the track looks beautiful. It might have got a tad sort of, uh, might have been tad hard. It was only just new track, but I'm yeah. sure it'll settle down <laughs> and be like normal tracks after six or eight months. You don't know, you know, you never miss them.
0: No. What did you make of the two winners there and those two feature races?
1: Uh, Two-year-old filly was pretty good, probably aided by a good ride. Yeah. Orchestral's obviously a decent horse, and would be interesting to see her in Australia.
0: She might head towards an ATC Oaks Orchestral.
1: She might, but you know, you've know got to remember Prowess was there a couple of years ago, and everybody thought she was running in the Oaks, and then she didn't.
0: No, she didn't, did no. she? She went to the Vinery.
1: I think yeah, she but went after, to the vinery. after she won the Vinery, we all yep. thought she was running in the Oaks, yep. and then she went home.
0: Yeah, so there you go. You just don't know what your Kiwis are going to do. No. Um, so I thought the sales worked well. They're going to add another Group 1 race there next year. Um, I think it's the railway, the sprint race, so that means there'll be seven races. Would you believe that Entain, Dean Shannon's done a wonderful job? So the injection of Entain into this industry here in New Zealand, and it's been amazing how you can quickly change momentum. The increase in prize money, I mean not prize money, the turnover was a record... Um, for any New Zealand race meeting, not by 100000 or 200000 but by $2 million. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. But,
1: you know, they had good fields and they had good, quick racing. And I think that made a big difference. And J-Mac being there was also pretty good. So I think, you know, him, Zara, a number of good Australian jockeys, it made made for a pretty good night.
0: Yeah. All right, then. So just having a look at the stats there, we've talked about the NZB. Um, what else was we going to have a talk about? Switzerland was impressive, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, well, you, you were warned last week on the show, were Yeah,
0: no, very, very Like, we owe you a beer, Guy, because you gave a good push for Switzerland. He won like a good thing. He had a turn of foot. Um, can you tell us, take us back when you purchased this horse?
1: Yeah, I remember when um, we'd all had had a sit-down and spoke about the horses, and he was one that we went back, and all, as a group, we looked at him just before he came into the ring, and... I think there was a consensus that everybody thought he was the right horse for the job.
0: Yeah, so he's a stencil Colt he was purchased for $1.5 million. He races in the Coolmore Colors. Jeez, um, he's got a little bit of Shinzo written about him, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, it's a sense of timing, but, you know, he's still got to get there and, and there'll be some other good ones step out in the next couple of weeks as well.
0: I wonder what he'll do. Does he go to a Millennium or do they try and get some um, black type next to his name because he is a big bull?
1: Uh, doesn't really matter. I don't, really I don't matter. think there's any mad rush with him. No. He'll, he'll get it eventually.
0: Mm, James McDonald being booked yet?
1: Uh, it's not past my pay grade, to be honest. I think Gareth. he gets
0: first option there for Cornwall. Um Unless Ryan Moore puts his hand up and says he'll um, make that trip down to Australia once again.
1: Yeah, well, you know, either or. You wouldn't be too bothered who you had, would you?
0: No. Two of the bet. Well, they're the two best jockeys in the world. The deep field, Colt was impressive, high octane, only off the one trial for Henry Field and his team there at Newgate Farm. They, he was impressive, high octane.
1: Yeah, he got the job done very well.
0: Yeah. Um, do you think he can win a Blue Diamond?
1: No, uh, there's probably another There's another round of heats coming up and we'll just sort of see what happens, I'd say.
0: Hey, Sugi was impressive in another preview there for Clinton McDonald and it was good to see a new stallion have success just starting off its career in rural meeting. You know much about rural meeting, yeah? There, I guy? do
1: actually. I've seen a few of them. They've been pretty nice types.
0: Yeah, you've had a few rural meetings over your time. Yeah, yeah, I have. What's been the highlight?
1: Um Probably <laughs> going to Royal Ascot <laughs> yeah. with you.
0: Yes. What about the Grunt Cult V8? Do you think there's a group one in him, or do you think that that was his race there the other day in the Australian Stakes?
1: Um, pretty hard to tell, really. I think. You'll see a few few of those better ones coming back. And, you know, a horse like Sea Party is probably only going to get better with a bit more practice.
0: Yes. Um, What do you think, the Gruds? Are they better mile horses or sprinter milers? Because I I think Gruds are better six furlong, seven furlong horse than he is a mile horse. But time will tell, I
1: guess. Yeah, well, the guineas is over a mile, so you don't have much choice. Well, there.
0: I think they're going to make a decision whether they go the Newmarket or the guineas guy.
1: Well, I know how good the Newmarket field's going to be, so I'll be heading to the guineas.
0: They've got the all-next start and then the futurity, so that could be up his alley.
1: Yeah, well, especially seeing the alligator got injured, that yeah. probably took a bit of the uh, punch out of the field.
0: So that's sad he's an alligator blood. He's been one of those horses where he's, he's been an amazing horse to follow his journey from the situation with his ownership group, David Van Dyke, he was the horse that put David back on the map after he went through a tough time in his life and he, and he was able to get, get back um, and doing what he loved as a trainer. And his story was inspirational, David Van Dyke, but then he needed a good horse and it was alligator blood and then he had that kissing spine and new trainer. Um, and then Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott just did a wonderful job with him.
1: Yeah, and you know, like he's a people's horse, alligator. But yeah. everybody loved watching him race and that sort of thing. So it is a terrible shame to lose him.
0: Where would you rate him amongst the greats? Gay Waterhouse says he's probably one of, in the top two horses that she's trained.
1: Yeah, very hard to judge horses in different eras, though, yep. Gareth. I mean, it's only just a bit of conjecture for yes. an argument over a beer at a pub. Can't, and you, no one
0: would be, no one would beat you in an argument in a pub. No, no. Uh, but he was a warrior. I loved him. What a big heart, and he was a cheapie, $55,000 there at the Magic Million Sale. Yep. Giga Kick, we don't know what he's doing. I don't know if we've seen the last of Giga Kick. Um, he just. Hopefully we haven't, but he hasn't been able to recover from that injury last spring, and he's out of the new market. He's out of the lightning stakes. He could be a horse that we see in Brisbane, I reckon.
1: Oh, I'll tell you what, when you've had those injuries, it's a pretty hard road to come back.
0: Yep. Um, I was talking to Peter Moody, he, he'll he be like, I wish I win, might be late autumn into the Brisbane Carnival. And then if we see Giga Kid go that way, Jesus, I think everybody will be knocking on your door to stay at your house on the Gold Coast.
1: Yeah, the full house is up though, Gareth. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. nobody to stay.
0: No one at all? No. Nah. <laughs> um, are you there, Jacko? G'day, good morning to you. Morning, Gareth. Morning, Captain. How are you going?
1: Oh, Jacko, how are you? You
0: look you sound a little bit hungover today,
1: Captain. No, definitely not. I'm fired up, ready to go. I want to get wrap this up and get into these second sale inspections. All right, then.
0: Take it away. Take it away, Jacko. First question, Captain, comes through from Craig. He says, can you provide some insight on Cambridge Stone? Hello, Yumzane. His first crop progeny have been well sought after so far at Cracker with astute judges such as yourself and Chris paying top dollar for his offspring.
1: Yeah, they've been pretty good types, really, uh, Jackson. And, you know, he won some very good races in, in Europe, uh, the Golden Jubilee to name one. So I think uh, a horse like that transpires into a good chance in Australasia. He's got some out of pretty decent mares. I wouldn't expect to see them running in breeders' plates and things, but I think around Christmas you could see some pretty good Hallow Youmzones next year.
0: Shannon says, what is the benefit of using a bloodstock agent instead of going directly to a trainer if you're interested in buying a yearling at these sales?
1: Well, it's people's people's own prerogative, really. But, you know, trainers train horses and bloodstock mm. agents buy horses.
0: And Most of the bloodstock agents work for trainers these days, don't
1: they? Yeah, yeah. a number of them do, yeah. Yep.
0: So you're, you're Chris Waller's man, Will Bourne's with... Kieran Ma, there's, there's a host of other bloodstock agents that are connected to stables. And yeah. It yeah. seems like bloodstock agents have... Like, you don't work for numerous stables, really, do you? No. No, especially if you're working for Waller. The last one comes through from Chris. He says, We've seen the Magic Millions Gold Coast sale and now Cracker top by Phillies. Do you expect this trend to continue moving forward now that stud farms are paying premium prices for mares off the track?
1: Um... I think you'll say that the Colts will definitely make the most money at Easter, or well, maybe not, because there's one filly there that could make a hell of a lot of money. Yes, yeah, so I think she'll so be the top. Line. Yeah. You don't really know, but um, I mean, it, it's not a thing that's an annual event. It comes down to the fact of what, what you got put in front of you. You know, like there's never normally a full sister to prowess at the New Zealand sales, and some of those sales, are the fillies at the Gold Coast are absolutely beautiful out of amazing families.
0: Well, Captain, um, you go and inspect book three. You're confident that book you'll... Book two. Book two, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Book two, you go and inspect the horses that you are going to buy for day three. Do you check them on the same day?
1: No, I'd like to be a couple of days in front of the job. That's why I want to get them done.
0: But, like, do you watch them out the back before they go into the ring just to make sure to tick the final box?
1: Yeah, well, I'm not a tick-the-box sort of person, no, you am are. I? You know, no. I'm not, I'm not, not, not going to say it's the one we came for. It was the best one in the sale. It ticked all the boxes because usually they're useless when you say that. Do you follow your gut instincts? Yeah, definitely follow yeah. your gut instinct.
0: Um, um, have you got a captain's pick for us?
1: Haven't been studying the form this week. But next week in the football, I reckon it's going to be a really close game. Oh, Kansas City Ka- Raiders yep. yeah and uh, and the 49ers Were you on the were you on Kansas City yeah, I was, but I was on the 49ers giving them away the 7.5, and, and when they were minus 24, it made it a hard way to come back. But they got 10 in front with three minutes to go, and then they just coughed up a touchdown, and that was the end of captain's
0: bet. Mm, it's a tough game, isn't it?
1: They're all tough games, I don't know Garrett. I don't
0: know if you should be betting on the NFL. when you Does it just relax you a little bit when, yeah, you, when yeah, you're trying to bet on horses? Yeah, it
1: gives you a bit of downtime. Yeah. It does it? Yeah. Well, you
0: don't give me any downtime, really. You're like, it's hard to get you here at the sales.
1: Yeah, but you've had 21 minutes. If you hadn't had a false start at the beginning, Oh, because I didn't turn your mic on. Well, if you'd been here an hour earlier, you could have had all the gear set up.
0: We were here early,
1: but you didn't. You were sitting over there playing on your phone. Yeah, I was. I was researching. Oh, researching. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Not everyone can try and make you interesting. <laughs> have, a, have a wonderful day, guy.
1: Yeah, look forward to seeing you at the classic sale next week, Gareth. We're
0: going to go to the races on the Saturday. Are we? Yeah. What's Switzerland? If it goes around, I don't think it is in the English Millennium, but we'll go to the races i Have you got a, ta- a seat? I've got a table for you. Where are we sitting? Makita will look after us. We'll sit in the um, chairman's lounge that we've yeah. booked. But good, good bunch of people, six of us.
1: Six of us? Yes, you'll like them. Okay, looking yep. forward to it. All right, then. I'll um, put you down, Captain. Thank you very much, Gareth. Have a great day. You too.